0: Cliffcentral.com. All right, well, we're going to get to uh, Dr. Hanan now because uh, maybe we should start off. I mean, we've got a whole lot of things to talk to him about. Hi, how, how are you, Doc?
1: I'm doing great. How are you guys?
0: Good. Uh, there's no, no, no national shutdown for you. Are you carrying on with work as usual today?
1: So uh, probably 80% of my patients have decided to do Zoom online sessions. They are mm. afraid. 20% are coming in, but
0: uh, the process continues. All right. Well, um, I want to start off before we get to the other things that we want to talk about. There's this, this Reddit thread that Leanne found where people are making these real life confessions. And I just thought it might be interesting to just before we tap into all the other stuff, is, is it cathartic and good to share deep dark secrets? Um, is there something about this that is, that is, healthy and sensible for human beings or are these people just attention seekers or maybe people who need to um, vent uh, because no one's listening to them what, what do you what do you make of like sharing secrets is this is this a good thing so
1: for me there are two parts to sharing first of all sharing is incredibly therapeutic and cathartic i usually give the analogy of or puzzle imagine you have a thousand puzzle piece on your lap it's very difficult to put together the puzzle once it's on your lap you have to throw it out and suddenly corner and corner green and green yellow and yellow and it begins to make sense emotions work the same way if i keep emotions on the inside it's very difficult for me to make sense of it and shelve it and compartmentalize it and move forward if you think about most traumas are traumas because we can't make sense of it. It just doesn't add up. There's a sense of injustice, there's a sense of incoherence. It just doesn't make sense. So once we put it outside of us, that's when it begins to make sense because we get gain a little bit of distance and perspective. But the second mm-hmm. opposite side of the coin is who are you sharing with? Who's calibrating you? It's like right. me having a fight with my wife. And going and meeting my best friend for advice, and this particular best friend has been divorced 47 times and has cheated on every single one of his uh, girlfriends. Who am I really being calibrated by? Who is really giving me advice? Who is really giving me direction? What instrument am I relying on to guide me in the right or the wrong direction? So it's one thing sharing, but the question that you've got to ask yourself, who are you sharing with and what advice are you getting really?
0: Well, uh, we've got a little fight going on with me and Leanne this morning. It's something that we've often spoke about, spoken about on the show. So uh, let's get straight into this. I think you'll probably be able to uh, advise us as to who's right and wrong or who could improve and who might not. It is in the left corner, <laughs> Leanne <laughs> Moll, standing up for um, 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 Body Positivity. And in the left corner, Gareth Cliff, standing up for fat shaming. Yes, I'm, that's that's what I've been reduced to. I'm now a, an advocate for fat shaming. Uh, Leanne is an advocate <laughs> for body positivity. In reality, though, Doc, I mean, neither of us are particularly. Um, I'm not. I'm not hugely passionate about this. I say a lot of mean things about fat people. Um, I have to watch that I don't get fat because otherwise, I will be torn to pieces by those same people. Keeps me in shape. Uh, so, <laughs> you put but- the
2: pressure on yourself.
0: Perversely, it for, yeah it works for me. Um, but I do think that there's a funny thing going on in society right here. And, you know, while neither Leanne and I nor I are particularly fierce advocates for either side, it is an ongoing and very, very heated discussion in society. You know, we see a lot of magazines. I, I saw a comedian just this weekend saying, what happened here in the United States? A friend of his got back from Pakistan. He said, did you guys just decide suddenly that, uh, you know, fat girls were beautiful because every magazine is now got a fat girl in the cover. And, um, this friend of his in Pakistan couldn't understand it. And there is a thing going on. Like there's this huge body positivity movement, which even I can admit some of it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, why would you want to be mean if you don't have to be mean? And, there is a certain amount of like general friendliness and care and politeness and and and, and being kind. And being kind, yeah, you know, that is that is probably called for in society. And then on the other hand, you've got people who say, well, no, the kindest thing you can do is tell someone who's fat to lose the weight, because otherwise they're gonna die young. You know, fat people never make it much past 60 or 70. And it's worth discussing this with people. So I don't know where you sit on this, Leanne. Do you want to, you want to play, plead your case to Dr. Hinnan and then we can see what he says?
2: Well, I think it's important to just um, position myself and where I am in, in the world of this ar- argument or this discrepancy. Um, I consider myself fat. And unfortunately, I always have, even when I was thin. Um, And I think it's important to state that I've kind of been on diets from about the age of 11. I was brought up in a diet culture. Um, and I've constant. I probably messed up my metabolism completely from doing that. Um, I was always trying to lose weight, even when I was still growing. So for me, to have this body positivity world come out is such a relief. Um, because it was something that I would never talk about before. I was approached while we were still in our 5FM days to become a plus-size model. I was so offended. I cried for a week. I was so offended. In, in the meantime, plus-size meant not a size 8 or 6. Right. Um, it meant it meant you were a 12. You know, the fact that I went up to a size 18 at one point, well, that was a, a big deal for me.
0: We made a couple of really great parody songs about you uh, being a plus size model with big tits, didn't we?
2: Well, we didn't mention plus size model. We just mentioned the tits. <laughs> okay, those, well. those were those days. So, anyway, I do carry, pardon the pun, a, a lot of weight behind this. Sure, but it is a relief to see that it's okay to be the size. It's a relief to, and I'm, I'm certainly not as big as I used to be. Um, it's a relief to know that you can still be healthy. And again, I'm not an advocate for that. I drink too much. I smoke. I don't exercise. Um, th- th- I don't eat a lot, actually. Um, my calories are kind of taken up by wine and a packet of crisps for dinner. But I don't eat these vast – I'm not one of those like makubang eaters who eat these vast amounts of, of food. Um, I don't have that relationship with food. Um, but it's, it's a relief to know that you can be healthy at a certain, at a, you know, any size that weight size and BMI are not indicators of health. I'm not a healthy person. Um, but also that there isn't a certain look for health. You know, there's a, a recent thing with Gwyneth Paltrow out. She looks about 75. I must just tell you without Ooh. judging on too many people. She's hooked up to an IV while she's talking about. Um, her lifestyle, her healthy lifestyle, her IV has some kind of rare vitamin in it and she looks haggard and tired. So she basically doesn't eat anything from 6 p.m. until 12. At 12, she has coffee and then a little bit later, she has bone broth. Um, and then for dinner, she has vegetables. It's just insane. It's insane. I, I think I, I look about twenty years younger than her, and she—we're almost the same age. So, so the there's end, a lot. I wanna,
1: yeah, yeah. I want to—I want i want to ask you. So how would—how do you feel about, let's say, Gareth's position about well being overweight is unhealthy? Maybe it's a burden on the economy and uh, body shaming. Maybe people that are oversized and maybe even you fit into that category as well. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Is that helpful to you in any way? Because he says, well, it's helpful to him because it puts pressure on him to not put on the weight. Do you think it could be helpful to you? It's
2: it's the opposite of helpful. I mean, I didn't come into the studio for the longest of time because I was concerned about what people would think of the way I looked. Um, and that kind of perpetuates... Feeling overwhelmed and not ending up taking the right steps to look after yourself. Um, I know I remember years back, there was a girl who said to Gareth, thank you for fat shaming. She never mentioned the word then. We didn't have it then because it helped me lose weight, but yeah, name was I find name it
0: fat. Uh, fat pat fat pat. <laughs> oh. Um,
2: but I find it has the opposite effect. And as far as bearing weight on the economy, I don't think Gareth, that's really your concern. I think you just don't like looking at fat people. That's true. Uh, um, and uh so yeah, for, for someone like me it's it's difficult. You put into a position of, of shame and feeling worthless all the time. Um when in Gareth's presence or when looking at the photographs of him with his thin friends. Um
1: you know, so Gareth. Not, he, he, Gareth I, so, yeah,
2: he has. He has the picture-perfect um, group of friends that go away
0: together. I know. I know. No, no, it's not, not entirely true.
1: Not entirely. So, 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 Gareth, I want, I want to ask you. I want to ask you before I, I would like to give my opinion. But how do you feel? I mean, hearing Leanne saying that that's actually does the opposite of helpful. When people body shame me or fat shame me, it actually does the opposite. it doesn 't make me feel nice it prevents me from engaging with society it um It hurts my feelings how does What does that do to you
0: look um normally, I would just say i don't give a shit um, because <laughs> I think that she's just got to face up to the same thing that i 'm no worse than her mirror right i 'm not mean her mirror is not mean it 's just what it is. She thinks that, um, that I only have thin friends. I, I think that, uh, you know, she's, she's making excuses. Um, and she could take control of things here, but actually that's not true because I've known her a long time and I do consider Leanne a friend. I do consider her someone that I care about. And to be perfectly frank, I kind of stopped thinking about Leanne's fatness or non-fatness a long, long time ago. I see the person. Um, and I'm not making excuses here or trying to be uh, an empath because, you know, I'm not that guy. But I haven't thought about whether Leanne is fat or thin for the longest time. And I couldn't give a shit. We talk like this once a week and we used to do it far more than this. And I mean, I really do care about her. So I've, I've long ago stopped caring about what she looks like.
1: Right. So, you know, so my My opinion is as follows: I don't think that bullying has really any place when it comes to human interaction, especially when it comes to somebody that you know. you know we are we far We care far more about the people that we know the one person that's stuck than the genocide that happens you know somewhere in Africa where a million people a million people are stuck or get killed or get hurt because suddenly when you form relationships with people. To your point, Garrett, you actually stop seeing what the person looks like and you start engaging with the person. The question that you've got to ask yourself if you are fat-shaming or body-shaming somebody is what's the point? What's the intention? What's the goal? And if you think your strategy is aligned with your goal. So you go, well, no, no, fat people are cost on the economy. Fat people, um, even, by the way, in medieval times, fat people are seen as immoral. and They don't subscribe to what is called natural beauty and therefore they don't fit in, we must get them out. The question that you've got to ask yourself is, okay, well, if you feel that they're unhealthy, if you feel that they need to be healthy, if you feel that they need to maybe take up less cost around the economy, do you think that your approach is the best approach to get them there? Do you think your approach is the ultimate way to get them from point A to your point B, to your desired point B? The second question that you've got to ask yourself is, how much control do you think you have over somebody else? And if you think that you have any influence over somebody else, you are absolutely deluding yourself. The person only changes when they want to. And by the way, I see this on a daily basis. People come sit on this couch. One day I'll turn the camera. I'll show you the couch. And they want to change. But I want to tell Mm -hmm. you something. About 70% of people that come here and want to change still do not change because change is so difficult. And even when somebody wants to, it's still way too difficult for them to actually make the change, even if they want to and even if they know the know-how or have that know-how. So if you think you have any kind of influence over somebody, you are deluding yourself. If you want them to change, first of all, you've got to create the kind of trust in the relation for them to actually want to do it and teach them the strategies and the methods and the blueprints and the frameworks to get them from point A to point B. I'll say one more thing. When I'm dealing with kids – especially kids that come into the session and they just distrust this adult that was, uh, the, whose parents have sent them to this funny-looking adult who wants to get through to their feelings. The first thing that I do without any shadow of a doubt is gain their trust because the moment I start dictating what they should do, they will never come back again, ever. They will never, ever open up. They will never drop their guard down. They will never share. They will never change. So, if you really want somebody to move from point A to point B, gain their trust first. Make sure that they understand that you're on the same team. Highlight what is it that you're looking for. Create a framework and help do it
0: and help do it with them. What do you say to that, Leanne?
2: That sounds like sound advice to you, Gareth. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, listen. Um, but I, that, we we did yeah. a thing on bullying last week doc and we spoke a little bit about this with a bully and a bullier and i mean the, the bully yes. and the bullied and i do hear you but i also think that we have we've maybe got to a point now where we're starting to delude ourselves like we're actually starting to bullshit ourselves i thought leanne put the case very well about how she feels um about her own self-image and how she feels about when people like me say the things that we say which i i buy i, I mean i've got no reason to disbelieve her or to think that she's not being honest about this. The difficulty I have is that there are a vast number of people in the world who are actually deluding themselves that this is healthy, that it's good for them, that it's other people being mean, that they don't have any responsibility for this. It's a lifestyle, yeah. all of that. I and mean, I it's, it's actually... Case, I don't think you're, you're trying to plead that case. But no, I think that exactly. Case-
2: but I, I can see, and I, I mean... I follow a lot of <clears throat> uh, body positive people um, yeah. purely because um, you know I, it's it's in my it's in my wheelhouse. Um, yeah. I think what's the, 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 the there are people who have bigger issues than you and I out there. There are people who <clears throat> are actually angry at fat people for thinking that they're healthy, yeah. um, and then there are fat people who think that they're allowed to just be fat and allowed to, they've now been given permission to just be well, happy are. in their fatness and continue yeah. eating. And
0: you are, but don't, but don't that, 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 is, that, you a
2: pro- that is a problem. Me.
0: Just like I can't force you to feel bad by being like shitty about it. You can't force me to think it's perfectly okay.
2: But it's yeah. not really in that, in that extreme case, it's not really your problem or business.
1: Okay, I, I it's say, like I worrying, say, I worrying, worrying say, about if that
2: someone's that. gay or not, you know, Sorry,
1: I want to say one one more. Sorry, Leanne. I just want to say one more thing. I know we've run out of time, but this is an important part to your to your uh, comment, Gareth. But I need to highlight. If you're overweight, you know the 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 biggest um, proponents of being overweight or the the opposite of body shaming is well, it's my life. I can do whatever I want with it, and I take great uh, issue with that because the truth is, if you're a parent, it's not just your life. And if you're a spouse, it's not just your life. And if you're a child, it's not just your life. You live in a community of people and your health is a, involves everybody around you. Because if you get sick, it affects everybody in your community. Right. If you die, it creates trauma for everybody in your community. So the whole notion of I can smoke because it's my life, I can eat whatever I want because it's my life, does not hold water. Only if you're a narcissist and you're a selfish person, yes, it's just got to do with you. But once you live in a community and you have children, you have parents, you have siblings, no, no, you live in a community and you got to ask yourself what's best for the community.
2: Mm, of course. And I, and I think that um, applies definitely when you're within your own family and providing suggestions and care for people in your own family. But if it's randomly looking at a fat girl on a plane and just hating her because she's fat, then it's kind of not really your problem. Well,
0: I'm going to give David in the comments the last uh, last word on this. He says, being fat is not acceptable. It's simple as that. It's gross and no amount of excuses and psychobabble can make it otherwise. All right, there. That's how we're wrapping. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 yeah. <laughs> ding. <día. laughs>
1: okay, nice to see you. Yeah.
0: All right. And uh, Thanks, don't worry. Le- Leanne and I are going to carry on having this conversation for many, many years into the future.
2: I'm just going to surprise you one day by coming in with, in the bikini with my fupa hanging out, my azimuts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, no, don't do it. Don't do it.